0: It's not like you could use a shower, i oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Listen, you, you can think what you want about my personal hygiene, but please don't don't waste any water. That that's bad policy. You need to amuse yourself at my expense. Just just rough me up or something. I, Fair enough. I, 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 yeah. 15
2: years of this is enough. Hey, water boy! Yes, Mr. Coach for you! You're fired! Okay. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Bobby Boucher, come give your mama a kiss. I see. Oh, why are you home so early, my precious angel? Mama, something bad happened today. Somebody hurt you, my boy. Who hurt you? You tell mama who hurt you. Nobody, mama. It's just that I lost my position as the team's water distribution engineer. Why, that's the best news I heard in a dog's age Now you'll be able to spend your days at home Where you belong Yes but I, I, was, I was thinking, Mama Maybe I, I could I could try to, to, to get a, another waterboard job for a, for a different team Don't you raise your voice to me, Bobby Boucher I, I wouldn't raise my voice, Mama I don't like confrontations I'm a Virgo Who told you you was a Virgo? Vicky Valancourt, that, that 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 girl? A girl? Bobby Boucher. Don't you remember what your mama told you about girls? I remember, Mama. There was someone else at Lawson's Creek this morning. Really? We looked for coffee together. Her name is Vicky. I don't ever want you associating with little girls. Why not, Mama? Because little girls
3: are the devil.
0: It's just that I'm a water boy. The team gets thirsty and I bring them the water. They, they need the water and I like to be the one that brings it to them. <sighs> yeah, and they like to give you a boot and up a tooth for all your trouble. Bobby, you don't have what they call the social skills. The people don't understand you. That's why you never have any friends except for your mama.
3: Isn't it nice to be able to hear the movie clips that we are showing? Uh, we figured it out in between the first and second service last week. Here's what you learned from this first scene. Um, a woman's greatest need is security. Now this comes from, from scripture. Uh, we did a small group last year called love and respect. We're going to do it again this fall. And if you, if you are in a marriage or if you um, are in a relationship, male and female relationship, if you have children who are male or female, you need this information. Uh, it's going to be a 10 week study. It'll be one of the small groups that we offer. It will be in here. And it is one of the best things that we've ever done as a church. It, it explains it comes from scripture comes from Ephesians chapter five, but a woman. Needs the security. So when the Bible says that husbands are to love your wives as Christ loved the church, the main issue is she needs love or the security of your love. A man's greatest need, though, and we see this in this first clip, is respect. A man does not believe that you love him if you don't respect him. So the last verse of Ephesians chapter five says wives respect your husbands. So it, this, is a, this isn't something we just choose. It is a need that men have. You don't respect us. You don't love us. We don't believe you love us. And so neither one of them have gotten what they needed. She didn't didn't get security because her her uh, husband left her bobby 's not getting respect, and so it causes all kinds of emotional problems they 're emotionally unhealthy and it causes lots of conflict now I want to talk to you real quickly as we go through this movie about feelings. I want to give you some facts about feelings before we go to the next clip. First fact about feeling is God has emotions he is an emotional being um, the ability the, the fact that you have uh, emotions is actually for your benefit. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but but God feels grief. He feels joy. He feels pain. He feels hatred towards sin. He f- feels frustration towards people just like you do. The only reason you have emotions is because God said in Genesis 126, let us make them in our image, in our likeness. Um, if God wasn't an emotional God, you wouldn't have emotions. Second thing is, you may not believe this, feelings are a gift from God. You may not believe this, Justin Ritchie, that feelings that you're just there. I mean, you weren't here last week and I still mentioned your name. So I thought I'd, I'd pick on you when you're here. Feelings are a gift from God. You may not believe it think about it like this. When you have physical pain, that's actually a gift from God that's telling you that there's something wrong. Um, If you didn't have physical pain, you would have all kinds of issues because you wouldn't know what you were doing to your body. Physical pain keeps us from doing things to our body that we shouldn't be doing. Emotional pain is the same way. When you have emotional pain, it's a warning light going off that something is wrong and God wants you to deal with it. So they are a gift from God. They're a great asset if we understand them. That's kind of what we're going to look at today is trying to understand them. Third uh, fact about feeling is feelings have two extremes. There are the the emotionalism is on one side. All that matters is how I feel. So it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It doesn't matter what's popular, unpopular, good or bad. If it feels good, do it. That's the emotional side. Emotions control. Emotions dominate my life. That's one extreme. The other extreme is stoicism. The stoics say emotions aren't important at all you're kind of stoic right gotcha Um, The only thing that matters is your intellect, your will. Stoics believe that emotions are just unnecessary. And here's what's funny. God has a sense of humor. Stoics often marry emotionals. If you don't believe it, come to our small group when we talk about love and respect. And you'll see an emotional married to a stoic. And it's hilarious. Because very often in marriage, one person is a stuffer emotionally. The other is a gusher emotionally. And the stuffers always get frustrated with the gushers because they think you're just way too emotional. And the gushers always get mad at the stuffers because they think that you're too uptight and too closed down. Stuffers think you really shouldn't be sharing your emotions at all. And, and gushers think if you're not sharing your emotions, you're not being real. And so we have all of this conflict. Now those are two extreme positions. Um, and there are actually all kinds of Christian denominations built upon these two extremes. I come from the Baptist. I actually come from a fundamental Baptist background where emotions were not allowed. You couldn't smile in church. You didn't clap. Oh, you were going to hell. If you clapped in church, if you tapped your toe, if you kind of moved a little bit during the music. That was a bad thing. And it's so bad. Some of you have been to churches like this. It's so bad that when you're sitting there and they're saying all that matters is the truth of God's word. Now, I'm not discounting that. You need the truth of God's word. I believe in the truth of God's word. But but if you're sitting in one of those services, you start looking around, you think everybody's dead. You think somebody should go take their pulse because everybody's dead in that service. Now the opposite side of that, there are whole denominations where people are just trying to get a feeling. They are just going, if they don't have an ocean of emotion, they don't feel like they've worshiped and they complain because they haven't worshiped. And some of those people actually make emotion their God. They go to the service seeking emotion, not God, and that's wrong too. And if you're in one of those services, people are going crazy and you're kind of looking around and you're going, I must be dead and you're checking your own pulse because you don't understand why they got something you don't have. Those are two extremes. Jesus said to the woman at the well, true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. And I believe that's emotionally and with your mind. We're both, we're supposed to have both engaged. So we try not to go to either extreme. We try to be more in the middle. God gave you both. Now, Bobby is a stuffer his mom is a gusher he he is a stuffer the problem with stuffers don't you believe for a minute if you're a stuffer that you are you are superior to someone else because stuffers tend to think this well I just handle it no stuffers eventually explode and when they do they leave devastation in their past what hap- watch what happens when Bobby finally explodes
2: hey did y'all get a load of the new water boy make them feel right at home. Jerry, go right. Casey, go left. Way left. Yeah. From one, one, three, three.
0: his egg when you shoot his ad on that thing. Sorry. Hey,
3: Waterboy. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> hey Waterboy.
2: Check this out. (laughs) Well, my, my, my. Was my little aquatic engineer about to bash one of my football players? Well, he's bitten a cooler. He happens to be a finely tuned athletic machine. And I ain't gonna have him hit in the head by some idiot water boy. Do you understand me? you all right but
0: well, i wasn't going to do nothing coach well you better do something you got to defend yourself here bobby mm, but they, they, they finally tuned athletic machines
1: i am not telling you to go on a shooting rampage but you have to stand up for yourself or they're going to ride you all season long believe me i've seen it myself
2: Dy- Look at me, I'm the one with waterboard, duh. I got a wooden spoon, duh. Smell like you could use a shower, sticky. you Stop making fun of me.
3: Now, we laugh at that because Bobby found some motivation inside of himself that, that he didn't know he had. A little bit of lights there, if you could. Um, but there's a problem. If everybody were to act like Bobby, we'd be in trouble, right? If you responded to your emotions in the car... The way you want to. My roommate in college said he wished he had a caterpillar front end loader, you know, as a vehicle so he could just run over people when they made him mad. That's what, that's what we would do. So here's what we need to understand about emotions. The next thing. Um, feelings are often unreliable. Anyone agree with that? Has anyone ever had your feelings lead you astray? The only person who doesn't have feelings is saying that No one else, your feelings ever, okay. Feelings can lead us astray. Now, you don't have to believe everything that you think. You don't have to believe everything you feel because many times what you feel about yourself is wrong. Many times what you feel about other people is dead wrong. This is one of the reasons you need at least one Christian friend that you can you can trust. You share your feelings with them. They can let you know whether it's true or not, and we'll talk more about that in a second, but here's what Proverbs 14, 12 says. There is a path before each person that seems right. It seems right, but it ends in death. There's a path that, that we want to take. We want to get revenge. We, wanna, we want somebody else to hurt who's hurt us. It seems right, but it ends in the death of a relationship, and it actually at times can even end in a person's death. The next thing you need to understand about feelings is feelings can be manipulated, if you don't control your emotions, they will control you, and if you're always guided by your feelings, someone is going to notice that, and they're going to figure out how to push your button so that they can control your life. Um, here's one of my favorite scenes when Coach Klein figures out how to push Bobby Boucher's buttons so that he becomes uh, an all-star football player. Here's this scene.
1: I want you to tackle Casey like you did Gee yesterday.
0: Right now? Right now. Go. Did he know about this? Doesn't matter. You're a warrior.
1: Go. Don't be afraid to use all of your strength. He's resilient. He's a resilient guy. Okay.
0: Hey Casey, I think he wanna make out with you.
1: Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Is there any sport that you do watch? You know, a physical sport, boxing, hockey. Wrestling. uh... Wrestling.
0: Wrestling is good. Who's your favorite wrestler? Well, even though he was slightly discourteous to me recently, I'm going to have to say Captain Insano. Okay, okay. I want you to do to Casey what Captain Insano does
1: to the bad guy.
0: ah. Captain Insano shows no mercy Bobby Where was the intensity that I saw yesterday? That wasn't no intensity You said it was alright to fight back And I just started thinking about all the people Who've been mean to me over the years That's it That's it I want you to think about all those mean people They're gonna
1: be your Tackling fuel Tackling fuel We're gonna use them to play football Tackling fuel I want you to pretend that Casey is insulting you. Pretend? I want you to visualize all those people that have been mean to you, and then I want you to attack. I want you to visualize and then attack. Can you handle that? I tried. I'm just want to try.
2: What's the matter with you, boy? You too stooped stupid to do what your coach tells you. (laughs) No. No what? I
0: didn't mean to hurt you. Coach told me to pretend. Bobby, can you do this for me? Every single game, can you do this? Coach, not only will I do it for you, I, 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 yes, yes, I'll do it for you.
3: So, okay, two things in there. He says, where was the intensity? And he said, that wasn't no intensity. You just told me to think about all the people who'd messed me around. And so he reacted. And then tackling fuel. That is one of my favorite things. Almost tackling fuel, tackling fuel. Well, here's the problem with this. Uh, Proverbs 25, says, a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. We recently uh, purchased a, a rundown house that we're going to fix up and use as a rent house, and we'd been working on it, and there really wasn't anything of value in the house. It had been sitting there empty for several years, and one day I was just going to drive by. I was just going to check, so I drive by, and I go, and the front door is wide open. Someone had kicked in our front door, and and they stole the refrigerator. It wasn't even a good refrigerator. It had been sitting there, but but. The the fact that that door was open, it, it broke um, the handle and I thought, oh my goodness, I had to drop everything because I needed to go and repair that front door. So I run to Lowe's and I get the dead bolts and I get some extra things. I put the long screws in instead of a little bitty short screws, you know, all of that stuff because a house with a door open, what does that say to to people who, who want to come and, and do bad things to my house? It says, come on in. It's an invitation. The scripture says, if you have no self-control, you are giving Satan and anyone else an invitation to control you. Um, So really, that's Satan's favorite tool is negative emotions. Think about this. He uses fear to control you. He uses resentment, jealousy, envy to control you. He uses bitterness, worry, anxiety, and he uses shame about your past to keep you from doing anything in the future. He loves negative emotions because we are so easily controlled by them. Um, I took Matt and Rachel fishing yesterday, and and one of the things I love about bass fishing is well, I just love the, the tug. Every once in a while, I'll just say, Janie, I got to feel that tug on my line. So I fish a lot with plastic worms, and you throw it out there, and and you'll feel a little bit of tug, and then you have to set the hook. Now, once you set the hook, the cool thing is, I don't care how big that bass is. I caught a bunch of little bass. I caught a almost a three pound bass. Rachel caught the biggest one. She caught over a three pound bass. But the thing is, when you have that hook in that lip, you can drag that bass anywhere. And what I do is I drag it and I put it in the boat. I'd I'd, I'd unhook it and I'd throw it away. When when Satan, when you allow Satan to come into your life and control you, he leads you wherever he wants you to go through negative emotions, and we've got to begin to recognize that. Here's what first uh, here's what Peter says in 1 Peter 5:8 about this. Be self-controlled. There it is again. Be self-controlled, not others controlled. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. If you don't learn to manage your emotions, Satan will manage your emotions for you, and then he'll use you to hurt other people. So we just saw where Bobby learned about tackling fuel. Now we're going to see him use his tackling fuel in an inappropriate manner. Watch this.
2: Now last week, we talked about the physiology of the animal brain as it pertains to aggression. Now is there anyone here that can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anyone? Yes or you, sir?
0: Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your mama said Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anybody else hey, yes the user alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata it's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior that is correct the medulla oblongata Mama? the medulla oblongata is where anger, jealousy and aggression come from now is there anybody here can tell me where happiness comes from Anyone? Oh. All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject.
0: Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs>
0: no kind of saying it's You're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs>
2: Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. <laughs> it's okay to fight back. Coach Klein said I could. Mr. Coach Klein said I
3: could. It's fine. It's okay to fight back. Coach Klein said I could. He used it in an inappropriate manner. Now, in this movie, he doesn't get in trouble, but if you were to do that on a college campus, what would happen to you? You're probably going to jail and facing some kind Type of uh, charges. Here's here's what you need to understand about um, feelings-controlled people. Feelings-controlled people cannot please God. You understand that? You cannot please God. Um, If this means that if emotions are God in my life, God can't be God of my life. Jesus can't be leader of my life if emotions are leader of my life. If I make all of my decisions based on emotions it means that emotions are god and i'm gonna and they're the lord of my life here's what Romans says romans 8 6 through 8 so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death sinful nature emotions but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature is always hostile to god it never did obey god's laws and it never will that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please god self-controlled You're under God's, uh, this, the, the power of the spirit. If your emotions are in in charge, you are going to, you're not going to please God and it's going to lead to death. So we can't let emotions dominate our life. So how do we tame them? All right. A couple of quick things. First thing is you need to admit that you have emotions. And here's the thing. Your EQ is more important than your IQ. You know what your EQ is? Your emotional quotient, you have an intelligence quotient, you have an emotion quotient. Your EQ is a lot more important than your IQ. You probably know people who are really good people people and they're successful, even though they may not have all of the book smarts. They may not have the IQ, but because God has given them the ability to get along with others, they're a success in life. You don't have to be all that intelligent, um, but you do have to have an emotion quotient that's higher than than your average rock if you want to succeed. Um, Proverbs 5.23 says this. He will die for lack lack of self-control. There's that word again. He will be lost because of great foolishness. Do you know people who lost their reputation because they didn't have self-control? Do you know how people who got into unwanted relationships because they had no self-control? Do you know people who went to jail because they had no self-control? Yes. So the Bible says you can get lost if you don't learn self-control. First Peter four, two says from now on, then you must live the rest of your earthly lives controlled by God's will and not by human desires. This means you have a choice. I'll never forget, as I was sitting this week thinking about this sermon, I remember when I was a freshman at Baylor, and I had a philosophy class, and if I'm remembering right, it was in a basement. I don't know why I'm remembering that, but one day we had a uh, we broke up into small groups, and there were six or seven of us, and and we were talking about topics of the day. This was in 1982, and the topic of the day was premarital sex, and so we were going around, and you were supposed to get this is a, this is a Christian university. I, I use that I use quotes uh, because you could find anything at Baylor that you wanted back then. You, you sure can now, but we're supposed to be talking about this, and so um, I, this is the first time that I had anybody say this. We're going around the circle, and this young lady says. Sometimes you just can't help having sex. I'm 18 years old. This is the first time I've really been out of Borger, Texas. I'm in the big city of Waco. <laughs> it's overgrown Borger. Um, and, I, and I said, excuse me? She goes, sometimes you just can't help it. And so I quoted Chuck Washburn, my dad. My dad said, if you keep your pants zipped, you'll never have sex. So I said that. And she goes, well, that's not true. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. You have a choice whether here's the problem was she got into a situation where she lost control. And so I remember someone saying "The the time to decide when you're going to have sex is before you get into the backseat of a car. So I, I did that. I decided I'm not going to have sex until I get married. Janie d- decided not to have sex until she got married that that freed us from all kinds of issues. Now, I had people make fun of me all the time, but I didn't care because I believed that what God said, that he was going to provide for me if I followed his will. Um, Human desires your emotions. Now that you're a believer, you do not have to be controlled by the world or or by the things that, that are outside of God. All right. Now, before we, before I give you the next thing to to tame your emotions, I want you to see what Bobby finally figures out the problem in his life. It's Mama, and it's the way Mama looks at stuff. Watch how he finally figures it out, and he names his problem. Of course, Red got the job. Next day,
1: fired me. Once he had my notebook, he didn't need me anymore. That is a terrible story, Coach. But
0: why, why don't you just come up with some
1: new plays? I try. I can't. I guess I have a mental block, you know, ever since Red took my playbook and my manhood. I knew what he was going to do.
0: And I just didn't fight back. Well, you're going to show him that you're a man on Saturday. And I'm going to show everybody that I'm not a dummy. I'm going to go study. Maybe you could stop brushing my hair so I can read. Read? You never get to read. What you reading for? Because I enjoy it, Mama. Don't look like to me you enjoys it. Just sitting there, all grouchy. Mama, I gotta read this book and six other books tonight or else I can't play football. You playing the foosball behind my back? The only reason I'm doing it so so I can go to school. School? You going to school? Ow! Oh, I'm sorry, Mama, I wanted to tell you. You off Galavan with your fancy foosball friends at school, while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company. Is that Steve? The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher. You reap the fruit of your selfish ways. You're going to lose all your fancy foosball games. And you're going to fail your big exam because
2: school is... The devil? (gasps) Everything is the devil to you, mama? Well, I like school. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And by the way, Mama, alligators are ornery because they're Madulla Ablancada.
3: So he finally realizes Mama is calling everything the devil and he he does what you have to do if you're gonna get you're gonna tame your emotions, and that's name it. First, you have to realize your EQ is more important than your IQ, and then you have to name whatever your issue is. Mama says everything is the devil. You can only change, you can only control something you've identified. If you don't know the problem in your life, then you certainly can't work on it. Now... I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm confused by my emotions. I, I tend to be on the non-emotional side, but there are emotions, and, and they make me uncomfortable. And 26 years, Janie's been putting up with my uncomfortable attitude towards emotions. Um, but here's, here's a way that you can figure out what your emotions are doing. Two questions. First is, what am I really feeling Whenever I do marriage counseling, the the issue is very often not the issue. What they're fighting about isn't the issue. There's something deeper, and we need to figure out what that is. Um, Sometimes what you think you're feeling isn't the real problem. Somebody thinks, well, I'm depressed today. Well, why are you depressed? It could be that somebody said something to you at work. It could be that that you have lost control of something. By the way, you never have control. Control is an illusion. If you don't believe that, uh, we just watched our our grandson for a couple of days, and, and you don't have control of a six month old baby, much less the rest of your life. But, but sometimes you feel depressed because somebody says something, you may lose your job, something happens and you feel depressed. Um, but, but you need to figure out what's causing it. Why am I really feeling this? Second thing is what triggered it? What is the real feeling and then what triggered it? Um, If you peel the onion, it may be that somebody said something at work. Now you're transferring that to your wife or your your spouse and you're fighting because somebody hurt your feelings somewhere else and you need to recognize this. Now, once you name it, then you've got to move to step three. And this is where men are really, uh, men are not as good as women at this point. Third thing is you got to talk about it. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Here's the reason. If you can't, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. If you can't talk about it, it's already out of control. Whatever you try to keep secret is actually going to have control of your life. In talking about it, you gain control of this issue. So if you don't talk it out, you're going to take it out on someone, even if that someone is yourself. When you swallow your emotions, your body keeps score. That's how people get ulcers. They swallow things. Emotions weren't meant to be swallowed. They were meant to be shared. So you ask yourself, what is the problem? And if you say, and I know some of you are going to elbow. Some of you are already getting ready to elbow. If you say, I don't want to talk about it, it is out of control in your life. You may think by pushing it down that that you have control. That's not. If you say, I don't want to talk about it, it means you do not have control of that issue and you need to talk it out with somebody. Now what's triggering this? It could be sight. Um, there's certain things that you see that could, could set you off. One time Janie saw an ex boyfriend. We'd been married over 10 years. She saw an ex boyfriend at a, at a baseball game and she had a panic attack because of the way he had treated her. Just a sight triggered that there are smells that can trigger things. Um, I have, there are certain smells, um, that remind me of my mom. There are other smells that remind me of my dad. So a smell can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. The way someone touches you can, can, be a trigger. You need to understand what it is that triggered it. You need to learn how to talk about it because here's the deal. This is, this is your main point. I can't tame it until I name it. And then you need to name it with somebody else. So here's the last thing I want you to, I want you to think about these three questions that you need to ask God and a friend. If you're going to learn how to get control of your emotions. So we kind of mentioned it. What's the real reason I'm feeling this? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it something your dad said to you 20 years ago? What is it that's causing the problem? Second thing is, is it true? This is big. One of my favorite prophets in the Old Testament is Elijah. One of my favorite stories is when Elijah um, confronts the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Um, Ahab is king. Jezebel is queen. And and the, the Israelites had just turned their backs on God. And so Elijah goes up and he he challenges them. Uh, and he says, let's build two altars. I'll build an altar. You build an altar. We'll put the sacrifice on top, and then we'll call out to our God. Whoever answers by fire is God. And they're like, yes, great idea. So the prophets of Baal and Asherah go first. The Bible says for hours, they call out to God. They cut themselves. They scream. Um, Elijah actually makes fun of them. He says, maybe you should be louder. Maybe your God is on the toilet. That's actually scriptural. He says, maybe you know he's, he's occupied and makes fun of them. Well, then when Elijah calls out to God, fire from heaven comes, and everybody, falls on their face. They said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Tremendous victory. He kills all the prophets of Baal and Asherah. And then Jezebel sends a message to him and says, how dare you? Tomorrow I will make you like the prophets of Baal and Asherah. I'm going to kill you. What does this great prophet of God do? He runs. He runs and he runs and he runs until he falls down. And then God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah says, oh God, I alone am left. I'm the only person in Israel who has not bowed the knee to uh, Baal or Asherah. And God says, are you kidding me? There are 7,000 prophets in Israel who have not bowed the knee. What was the problem? Elijah was exhausted, and so he felt alone. Was that true that he was alone? No, 7,000. Maybe the problem is you're tired. Maybe you're exhausted, and, and you need to, to, to take a nap. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can t- do is take a nap. Now, the most spiritual thing you can do is not always take a nap. Do not use that as your default, but sometimes you're tired, and you're doing too much, and you need to ask, is it true what I'm feeling? Third thing. Is what I'm feeling helping me or hurting me? I think I know the answer to that. Most of the time, what you're feeling is not helping you, is it? Now, it may be a warning sign you need to do something, but if it's hurting you, you need to go to God and you need at least one other Christian that you can talk to. You can figure out these feelings and you may need to go to counseling. Counseling is not a bad word. Counseling allows somebody to hear your situation somebody who's not emotionally involved in your situation and speak truth into your life. I never never recommend somebody as a counselor who is not a Christian because I do not believe they have the full picture. You need to be able to hear from God to understand what's going on in a person's spirit. If you're not a Christian you don't understand spiritual warfare. So when Hannah went through counseling, she went for a year to a Christian counselor and God did some amazing things as this woman spoke life into my daughter. And you see a different girl today than you did a few years ago because she was able to process some things with a, with a counselor. You need to figure out what's going on because the Bible over and over says be self-controlled, be self-controlled, be self-controlled. When you're out of control, God's not in control. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that, that we would understand that, that when we lose our emotions, we also lose our witness, we lose our testimony. Not just before you, God, but before our family and before others who might come into the kingdom of God, we could be a stumbling block. God, teach us, reveal to us what the real issues are, and then God, give us the courage to find somebody to talk to about it. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen.